This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning. It's Good Friday, April 15th. And the market is closed, but I wanted to um, take the day and just do a short podcast. Hopefully this one winds up being 10, 15 minutes. But um, I just posted on Twitter, uh, the, if you've been around trading a while, you've heard the notion, um, sell in May and go away. And it's midway through April, so I figured I would just kind of look at this. Well. I took a look at, at all the way back to 2017, um, and when you look at uh, 2017 through 2021, you essentially have, um, and I took monthly candlesticks of the SPY chart, and I took it from the top of May to the top of September. Um, now, obviously, you would get in, and you would time this thing, and Sell in May and go away doesn't necessarily mean September, probably means August, but to include the entire summer, that's what I did. So in 2017, um, the difference from the top of May's candle to the top of September's candle, uh, plus 4%, 3.58%. um, 2020 plus 16.75%. And just last year, 2021 plus 7.55%. So, uh, what do I think about this market? This market is highly volatile. Do I think the, the, um, sell in May and go away, uh, theory lasts? No, I, I think traders, if you're listening to my podcast, you're most likely trading stocks. You're not necessarily investing. Um, again, investing, sell in May and go away, uh, includes investing. It includes any kind of trading and they just kind of tell you, take the summer off and volumes do go down. Um, uh, I didn't post the volume, um, uh, indicator on the chart, but they do go down. It's not, you know, significant. There's nothing, uh, statistically that I can look at a chart and say, Hey, you know, God volumes just crater. No. But they uh, traditionally do go down. But again, do you have opportunities? And that's what we're looking for is opportunities. And the answer is absolutely yes. Um, Even in a SPY chart, you would not want to miss out on the summer. You know, again, 2020. Who's to say that we don't crater between now and uh, the middle of May? Um, Because it's usually around Memorial Day where they say, hey, get out. Um, And Memorial Day. Trading is traditionally light, um, uh, the, the week of Memorial Day. So, uh, again, traders are taking off. Wall Street kind of starts their vacation mode, blah, blah, blah. I just don't think that this year, uh, again, I posted earlier, I think that the, the S&P stays within a range. I think we're heading back down to the February and March lows. I think it depends on the sector that you're in. I think uh, tech in particular is probably going to take a hit. I do think that energy is uh, going up. But, uh, and I think that, you know, also, if you saw those Delta earnings, 
um, and the Delta CEO saying, hey, March was their all-time largest booking month in the history of Delta. They're back to flying at 85%. He expects them to be at 95% throughout the summer. Um, So they're still not back at 100%, but they're flying at levels above what they saw pre-pandemic. And that's with a war in Ukraine. That's with a pending recession happen. That's with the consumer feeling uh, a little bit worse uh, than previous months. Um, And a, a, you know, Corona still out there, COVID. So you, you've still got issues with, with a pandemic. Um, you look at China, they're still shut down. They're opening up slightly a little bit now, but that is probably heading to Europe and it's heading over here. We've been, you know, a, again, I think that the mask mandate was a compromise. Um, the extension of 15 days, the previous ones you saw were months extensions, not uh, weeks. You saw this 15 days and that's to try and get us through the current increase. Um, now, the good news is you're not seeing deaths um, happen to, to vaccinated folks, and, and there are still people dying, um, but it's not at the levels that we used to be at. So I wanted to address the uh, sell in May and go away. There's a couple of other things that I wanted to address. Target stock, um, TGT is the symbol. Uh, this one, we recommended this one at 227. It's up at 237. Um, as of close yesterday, it's still high flying. Um, there's a gap down here between 200 and 205. I don't expect this one to to get down there. You're seeing a potential golden cross here coming up um, where the 50 day is crossing up on the uh, the 200 day. I think Target is a great long term buy. I've got let's see, let me log into Fidelity. Oh, and it's going to be a 40 minute podcast because I forgot to log in. <laughs> um, I think I've got $20,000 worth of target in my um, IRA. Let's see. My IRA has, I, ooh, I initially purchased $11,000 worth of target. Um, today that's worth $25,000. So my average purchase price was $114. Uh, I got in at, at, at a very, very good time. Um, post pandemic. So I, I just figured again, my theory, I shop at Target. I love Target. Uh, at that time, most every Target was the same. I now shop at Walmart for most of my groceries. Um, I've had Walmart since probably the early 2000s. That was a $2,000 uh, initial buy in that today is worth $8,000. So uh, I, I, I have both. I've just gone smaller on Walmart because. There's a different feeling in Walmart than Target. And I think Walmart just felt like their margins were less. Plus, when you look at the multiple of Target versus Walmart, um, Target's PE is 16. Walmart's PE is 32. There you go. Uh, There's a significant difference between the two. I would choose Target over Walmart um, to invest in. I think this one is flying, if you want to know the truth. Um, Target's uh, 52-week high is um, 268, and you're at 237. So you've still got you know, 10, 15, 20% to go. So I do think uh, Target offers a great opportunity, and I wanted to bring that up. Now, let's address Twitter. Um, Twitter 
Uh, Elon, kind of the, the rumor is that they're ta- they might be taking the poison pill. The all-employee meeting that happened um, did happen, but it wasn't anything of substance. Um, they just said, hey, we received the offer. We're, we are continuing to evaluate it, blah, blah, blah. It closed at 45, ran up in the aftermarket to 47. I continue to think that this is uh, this this is going to end up poorly, in my opinion. Um, but Vanguard came out and said that they are now the largest shareholder at 20% instead of uh, uh, Elon at, at 19%. So Vanguard looks like they're gotten in. Goldman Sachs said, hey, um, it's not, the offer is not enough. Uh, meanwhile, Goldman Sachs rating, uh, personal rating on, on Twitter is a $30 price target and it's a sell. So how Goldman Sachs gets hired and justifies, you know, telling Elon Musk that the dollar amount's not right when they literally the week before had said, yeah, it's a $30 price target. So who knows exactly what's going to go on? But in my mind, this sets up a tremendous opportunity for Tesla that actually reports on Wednesday of next week. I think it's Wednesday. It's the 20th. Let me just check. Uh, It is Wednesday next week. Um, Elon will be on that call. You have no doubt in your mind that Elon will be on that call. There's a couple of things that I think he's going to say. The first is, I think he's going to tout the new factories in Berlin and Texas. They've started delivering in Berlin. They've started delivering in Texas. Um, I think that brings on a huge amount. What's been dragging down Tesla is the China news and Shanghai being shut down. I think he's going to announce that they've been able to meet production quotas in China, even with the factory shutdown. Um, It's continuing to go on, but I think Elon could surprise Anything under $1,000, in my mind, you buy into this one for the earnings hype. And again, I think it's earnings hype. When you look at Twitter, by the way, the, the, uh, just looking on uh, the algorithm, let's see. Twitter was a buy at $33.61. you are still not out. Um, Tesla, on the other hand, um, you would have been out on April 11th for a 19% gain at $9.93. Um, this one is holding its 200-day, and the 200-day right now is at 971. So I think that's probably where you're going to see the bounce. The volume is going down into earnings. That's that's not a surprise. When I look at the last earnings, that's exactly what this one did. It kind of just hovered around. Now, mind you, on the last earnings, um, their stock was trading at about 958 and it traded all the way down to 792, um, in the next two candles. So, um, is he going to say uh, something about earnings? You know, we know their deliveries. Uh, we just are interested in the margins. We're interested in the supply chain. We're interested in deliveries. Um, the, the, the orders we know exact they're sold out for the foreseeable future. Um, I think he might make a, a Cybertruck announcement, which is going to be a huge, huge benefit to this one. Kathy Woods just came out. I think her price target is somewhere around, she raised it from $3,000 up to $5,000 or high fours. So um, even she's looking at this one as being a huge one. He may also say something about full self-driving. Uh, I did, I think I mentioned this. I tried full self-driving and it's quite, quite impressive. Um, it made a couple of turns here on Atlanta road outside, 
um, that I was pretty impressed with. It's still not not for a prime time, but uh, there's that one. Uh, so I think Target and Tesla uh, are good ones. Um, when you look at the, the other thing that I wanted to address was you saw the uh, the, the bank sell off, um, and you know a lot of the reopened plays, by the way, played out uh, just perfectly fine. Um, Marriott was up, uh, Expedia was up, all of those things. You know, you saw American Airlines fly, um, the XLF. Now, the XLF is financials. Financials sold off. Um, they sold off because they're just, you know, again, with the inverted yield curve, um, with a poten- uh, potential uh, recession, even rising interest rates couldn't help them. So they kind of sold off. They're just broken right now. Uh, the XLF is trading at 3690. Um, the RSI is at 32. This one is severely oversold. Uh, in my mind, if you didn't want to take a hold of a bank, um, I think you could uh, wind up the XLF would be a good option for you. Uh, bank of America. Um, uh, let me see. Did Bank of America announce already? Uh, bank of America's earnings date is the 18th. So it's next week, Monday. Um, is it pre-bell or post-bell? Let's see. Uh, it is pre-market on Monday. Uh, this one is trading at 37. It's way down there. Their volume's up. So, um, you know, you, you'd, you would be out of this one. This one got you out at 41. Um, you purchased at 40 back on March 10th. You sold at 41 for a 3%, a 3.5% gain. Um, and that was on April 1st. Uh, the algorithm is right alongside with the asset performance on this one. The algo gives you 74%, the uh, buying and hold 72%. So it's right on. Uh, the RSI on this one is 22. It is completely oversold. Do I see a bounce? My opinion, anything under 40 on this one traditionally has been a buy. Uh, I think it's floundered around 40 a couple of times um, right in the beginning of March. Is kind of where I got that price point from. And even when it ran up to 43, I kind of said, hey, anything under 40, I think you can dip your, 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 your toes in here. It's covered all the gaps. Um, it's, it's way far down. Uh, I think um, Brian Moynihan, the CEO, has learned from the other CEOs that what he's going to tout is uh, all of the strong points. He's not going to mention recession. He's not going to re- mention yield curve. He's going to stick to essentially what Bank of America does and their strong points. I think that sees a bounce. So um, their last two earnings, let's see, back in January, um, earnings surprised by 10%, but the stock moved down. The stock was trading at about 46 and it moved down to 45. Um, The October earnings that they announced, earnings surprised 19%. This one moved from 43 all the way up to 50 before kind of pulling back. So uh, financials, I think, are, are a good one. Uh, the other financial that I think you should have your eye on is American Express. And with American Express uh, being the, uh, the bellwether of, let me pull it up, AXP is the, uh, I was doing AMEX for some reason. I think I wrote it in my notes that way. But AXP is the symbol. This one has been beaten up. 
as far as the algorithm goes, you probably on Monday have a cross up here. It's selling at 181.16. Um, you would have been out. <clears throat> there was a purchase on March 11th, which I think I highlighted uh, for 169. You would have been out at 185 for a 7% gain in the algorithm. The algorithm does not perform very well on this one. It's 67% versus 120% buy and hold. This one has big ups and downs. And so sometimes the algorithm misses the, uh, the down, the, the, the high side of the, the downward portion. So um, you, in 1,000 candles, you had 25 positions, 12 for wins, 13 for losses. Um, typically, you're going to have more wins um, that are less wins that are higher uh, portion for a stock that actually works in the algorithm. The RSI right now is at 46, so it's right in the middle. Uh, my expectation is that you can see some, some forward-looking good news on this one. Business travel, I just had about six or seven friends go on business trips to a convention in Las Vegas over the past two weeks, different conventions. But that to me says Vegas is back, and you saw that in some of the casino stocks last week. Um, and it also tells me that business is back, which means Amex is back. Um, so uh, let's look at their 52-week high so we can kind of gauge um, their P.E. ratio is 17. Um, and their 52 week high is 199. So say 200. Um, so you've still got 20% in this one or 10% left in this one. Um, let's look at visa again, PE ratio, 17 PE ratio for visa is 39. Um, MasterCard is, uh, I think 40 something. Yeah. 40, 40.54. So the P ratio of uh, American Express is 17. In my mind, I think you, you're all over this one. Um, again, the algorithm has you out, but on Monday, it probably will do a cross up and signal you in. So that's essentially, you know, once again, if you want to take uh, advantage of the airlines, you've got Jets, J-E-T-S, which is a good symbol uh, to not necessarily pick a winner in this one. Um, the algorithm has you in as of... Uh, yesterday at 2178, it's trading at 2177. Um, the algorithm performance on this is right on par, uh, 48% versus a 59%. So not quite on par. The asset performance actually performs better for buy and hold, uh, at 59%. So, um, I think those are what I'm looking at going into Monday. Uh, I'll do another podcast Monday, but again, Tesla, Twitter, Amex, Target, Jets, XLF. Um, I think those are really, really good plays. If you want an infrastructure play, Halliburton, um, they are, I think, the largest energy uh, oil producer, and I think they're the first oil one to, to actually, in earnings week, they will report um, on uh, Monday, pre-market. I'm sorry, April 19th, so Tuesday, pre-market. They will report Tuesday pre-market. The algo has you in at $33.98. This one is trading at $40.75. The performance chart on this one, the algorithm gives you 243% versus the asset performance of 446%. Uh, There is a gap down here that I do not think we'll visit anytime soon, but it's between $24 and $24.66. Um, this one is coming up. I think that, again, they're the first oil one that I, I think 
um, uh, reports. And so we'll get a good idea of the earnings from that, that these record oil prices are going to give these companies. Um, so I think that's a good one. Again, short little uh, podcast today for this one. Uh, I do not think uh, selling May and go away is a good thing. Not good. I think you're going to make some, some money here. Uh, Target stock, Tesla stock. Tesla's my, my ultimate bull, I think. Um, I just can't imagine that Elon doesn't come on and that that uh, earnings call isn't a complete uh, masterclass on how to hype stuff up. That's what Elon does. So have a great weekend. Happy uh, Good Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Take care.